This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 83, recorded on the 26th of May, 2015. On today's show, the hard truths about staff evaluations. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. In a lot of ways, GoCamp Pro was built for directors just like you, people doing it all themselves. We designed this by asking ourselves, what resources do we wish we had during our time as directors? The material will be helpful to those in their first five to seven years of directing, but so much of it fits for camp directors who are looking for ways to make their camp life easier. To see Travis's quick overview of GoCamp Pro, go to gocamp.pro forward slash inside. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, camp pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run a blog and a podcast network about summer camp at camphacker.tv. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility up in the Catskill Mountains. And so uh, we're about two and a half hours from Manhattan. And uh, I, this is my 19th, 19th summer working at Frost Valley. And my name is Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. And uh, Camp Oro is an all-girls camp situated in the Laurentian Mountains. And I've been working at Oro for uh, many, uh, many years. And my name is Joe Richards. I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a summer camp and retreat facility for the United Church of Canada in Fingal, Ontario, which is located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. And I am learning to play the banjo. <laughs> Good, excellent speed dating, Joe. Well done. Thank you very much to you, uh, to the three of you for being here. It's nice to have uh, everybody from the old gang um, in this, which might be our last podcast of the season. We'll have to try out some dates to see if there's one more coming. But in what we suspect will be the last podcast of the season, we want to really focus today on a topic that will be helpful and useful for this summer. And we're going to talk about the hard truth of staff evaluations. Before we switch into that discussion, I just want to tell you that, um, or ask you rather, if you are a longtime viewer, um, we hope that you subscribe by clicking on the button below this video. If you are a long-term listener and you've been listening while walking the dog or doing dishes or something, it would be great if you would give us some honest feedback. And the easiest way to do that is to go to camphacker.tv slash iTunes. Let us know how you feel about the show. Give us your honest review. It is very helpful for us getting more camp pros to listen to the podcast. And thank you for that. So today we're going to talk about the hard truth about staff evaluations. And maybe the hardest truth of all is that there are a lot of camps that aren't doing staff evaluations. There are a lot of camps that are doing poor evaluations and would like to do better, and we're going to definitely address that. But it seems to be a lot of a lot of camps who aren't doing evaluations of their staff. And we have had a great opening discussion before we started recording. We're going to pull some of that together back in here. But I think one of the biggest questions that we should address, first of all, is why bother doing staff evaluations? And Joe, I wonder at Pierce Williams, why you do staff evaluations? We do staff evaluations at Pierce Williams so that the staff can grow. 
right? This is one of the whole things that we need to get across to to our belief is, and my belief as a, a camping professional is that we're not only here for campers to have an amazing summer. We're here to ensure that our staff become better people. And if we don't do staff evals, we can't ask them to change behaviors or we can't ask them to try harder or to meet goals that they've set. So it's really important that they that the staff know what we expect and they set their own goals prior to the summer and then they're evaluated on our expectations and their goal setting and their ability to meet those goals. So we really do it so that the staff ha- leave camp as better people. Um, and it allows us to, if, if, the, if the case comes that um, we need to let a staff go, we often talk here at Pierce Williams about the fact that by the time you sit across the desk from me, um, you've made all the choices to go, but you would have seen those lined up in your evals from week to week. Cool. Cool. And, and Gab, why are staff evaluations important at Waro? Um, well, similar to, to Joe, but basically what we convey to our staff members is, is uh, evals are there so, so that it helps you come back next summer or you get promoted for next summer. But if you don't know how to grow as an individual, then the promotion is not an option and neither is usually being hired back. And um, what we look at it as is uh, customized uh, staff training. So as a CIT or LIT, um, it's standardized in the sense that everybody does similar um, sessions. But then as a staff member, we need to do m- mini um, uh, learnings for each individual. And, and there's certain learnings that other people, you know, you, Joe, Joe and I might not have the exact needs for different learnings, but staff members do. So uh, don't either. So we try to customize those, those learnings. So that's the way we explain it to our staff members. And it is. It's to have better staff members the yeah. next year. Cool. Is there anything else, Dan, that you think that you would add to why it's important? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I totally agree with what Joe and Gab are saying. Um, to add, I think um, one of the best things about doing evaluations is it really solidifies it being a professional environment. Mm. Um, you know, camp is so much of living where you work, and if you have had staff that have grown up there, um, entitlement is is a huge thing we all battle, and so by having regularly scheduled evaluations of your staff and giving feedback in a, in a forum, um, it it reminds them that this is a job and that, you know, they have responsibilities that they have to, to deliver on. Uh, I, I really can't echo enough of, um, the staff, if they don't feel like they're being developed, they're not, they're surely not working at your camp for the money. Um, if they don't feel like they're being developed, they're going to go elsewhere. And if you look at all the studies of millennials, um, it's all about, they want personal development. Yeah. The more time you put into them, the more likely they are to stay or to come back summer after summer. So it, I also don't get the concept of when people complain about, um, for lack of better words, bad staff, um, about um, – I'm like, okay, if you're complaining about staff not performing up to, to the right thing, you, you should be taking the time to get them to that level. You shouldn't just be complaining about them. And I've heard some camp directors say, you know, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We'll just get through it. And I'm like, well, why don't you take the time to train them? <laughs> Yeah. And that might solve your problems. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work, but I, you know, I think those are the important aspects to really um, create that professional environment and to really get the best out of the staff as well. So. Right. And, and I, I agree with you that, that um, young staff members definitely want to feel their own development, but they also want to feel 
part of something bigger, that they're, what they're doing has purpose. And the way that you help show that to your staff is to say, we are professionals about this. Um, this is important. We have this huge effect on kids. We can change lives and we're going to do it by being better every day. And so I think that, that um, <clears throat> that that's all part of the evaluation process is showing them that we believe that this is an important part of, that they're part of something important and, and we want them to grow. I think in terms of of why evaluations are important is I, I love the story of, and I forget his name now, it's a guy who was hired to be the coach of the, the UK national bike racing team um, called Sky. And um, he was hired to help them win a Tour de France. And he went in and he said, we're not going to make giant changes in anything. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at absolutely every piece and we're going to try to improve every piece by 1%. And so bike racers have money. They can't, can't, bike racing teams have money. They camps don't. But their philosophy was we measure everything and we try to get a 1% improvement in everything. So they did stuff like they changed the, they found out which pillow each team member slept best with. And they took those pillows with them when they stayed in the hotels for the races. And they did all these things. Their goal was to win a Tour de France in, in five years. They won it in three. And um, by making these small improvements, they had such a drastic effect on their outcomes. And I think for me, that's why evaluations are important. If you improve every single staff member by 1% and every little, and therefore every little interaction with campers by 1%, your, your goal, your goal, your outcomes are going to be so much better. And um, you can only get that by measuring things. And so whether it's setting up a self-evaluation system from the start, like Joe described, whether it's saying and individualizing the training, like Gabba said, all these things equal better outcomes for kids, better outcomes for the campus of business. And so I think that um, going into it with this mindset of looking for ways to improve things leads you down a, a path of big changes even at the end of this summer by thinking about these things. So you've all sort of hinted at um, ways that you do evaluations and, um, and I want to come back to that. I want to address that directly, but I wonder if there's been something over your career that's changed to make evaluations, the way that you do evaluations, how has that changed over your time as a director, Dan? Yeah. Um, so um, I think one of the key things we've implemented uh, on the past, I want to say we implemented it seven years ago, um, is that we are doing more regular evaluations of the staff, um, but um, we're not using the same language as evaluation. Right. So we've been doing um, supervisions with our staff. Um, so we require all supervisors to do one at least every two weeks, if not every one, uh, one every week with their staff. And so supervision is just the language we use. Um, that's a set time for uh, for people to, to meet. And so it's a, it's a professional time for a staff member to bring a concern up that they might not have brought um, on the fly up to you. Um, and it's also a, a time for you to take the time to develop somebody. And uh, we've always had goals intertwined with evaluations. So we use the SMART goal system and you could Google what SMART goals mean. It's, it's a very easy acronym to teach your, your staff. But um, we constantly go back to uh, our, is what you're doing on a work basis meeting your goals? And uh, that right there made people feel great. And um, it's also became language to, to 
kind of have these meetings and not be a negative tone. Um, you know, if I went to a staff member and said, I need to meet with you one-on-one, the our mind automatically goes to the negative place. Right. If I say, oh, yeah, we haven't had supervision in a while, we should, you and I should sit, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go to a negative place. It goes to, oh, okay, great, I can bring up this, I can bring up that. Um, so um, I, it, that's been the most radical change. And it's made evaluations easier. We've seen more development with our staff. Um, and so we use these in between the times of evaluating staff. Um, as an ACA, you should be doing a mid and a summer. Um, an ACA camp should be doing that. Um, and, you know, I've watched a number of camps get around that um, in various ways. Um, but uh, as a whole, I really believe in them. I really believe that the more you invest in your your staff, the more they're going to invest in their kids. And we've actually even talked about should the staff be doing these type of supervisions with the kids? And, right. you know, like when they're having trouble in the cabin dynamic is to do one-on-ones with the kids and uh, to make it a regular thing. So um, even if they're 15 minutes long. But, um, yeah, so that's something we've done new in the past uh, decade that I, I – it's become such an integral part of what we do that it's amazing. So. Right. It makes me think, and I've been talking with camps a lot this winter about the value of having staff – developing a system for your staff to know when they've spent time with each camper. So like a supervision, like just one-on-one quiet time, whether it's just walking somewhere, you're engaged with one kid at a time and trying to figure out a way so that each staff member can be accountable to try to spend two minutes a day with each kid, just quiet one-on-one, not moving around, but engage in some real conversation. And I think if you push that up the chain, then it's the same expectation for staff, exactly like you're describing. Like, as a supervisor, you can you have these structured times, which I think are important. It shows the value of, of evaluation when you have something set aside like supervision. But as a as a daily leader, if you can go and have a one-on-one conversation with somebody with a couple simple questions just to check in then you are a long way towards building a relationship that leads to something like personalized training personalized evaluation um personalized growth for a staff member so cab is that would you say that's your biggest change over time with evaluations i i think so i i was kind of laughing when you asked what the biggest change was and i i remember i remember basically sitting across from my friend and her just saying, this is super awkward. Um, I think you're awesome. And it, and then that was it. And, (laughs) and I remember feeling, and it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that it was my friend. It was that she wasn't, she wasn't prepared. She didn't know how to do an evaluation with me. And then that, and then as I moved up in the ranks, that's how I did my evaluations. And it just caused this chain of, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. This You're my friend. And, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you how you're doing your job. Just do your job well, type thing. Right. And I think I think basically over the years, what we've had to do is really create um, clear expectations, make it consistent, have them also problem solve, because that's the whole point. We're trying to make camp better. We're trying to make you feel more prepared for camp, and then also that it's not personal. Um, right. And and in a way that we started doing that was just giving feedback at the uh, feedback at the end of of an interview. Returning staff members, new staff members, everybody gets feedback at the end of an interview, so that it's it's putting it in there that we're going to constantly be giving feedback. Um, and the other thing that we did was um, we call them check ins. That's one, and then two, we do group check ins and individual check ins every other week. 
So one week I'll have an individual check-in and then the next week I'll have a group check-in, which will be with uh, two other people right. and, uh, and a supervisor. And there we have just a simple conversation. How are things? How do you think this is going? Do you, you know, how's assembly? Do you think staff morale going up, going down? And just as a group, we have a conversation and it sort of brings this idea that, you know, we're all in this together and we're, we're just trying to figure stuff out. Um, and then, of course, it comes down to what we expect from you. So what do we expect and what do we need from you so that we can be a successful team and you can grow as an individual? But uh, the, the people that are running the, the evaluations, you have to be very aware of how ready they are to do so and also who they are evaluating. And if it's a little too close to home, I think it's good for a camp to have a system in place where it's not always one this one individual that does the evaluations that you can sort of move evaluations among different supervisors and it doesn't look weird to the staff. Right. Um, if all of a sudden it's just the camp director that's doing this one evaluation with this one staff member, that really sends off alarm bells. So yes. what system do you have in place where it can be a little bit more flexible? Right. Oh. <laughs> that's funny, the <laughs> alarm bell thing. When stuff were hiring, they <laughs> yeah. suspected if they got a phone call from me that they weren't going to get a job. So they'd hear Zoic's voice, they'd be like, oh, crap, I didn't get a job, which wasn't yeah. always the case. But I definitely no, did do all not. of the you didn't get hired calls. But Yeah, I can see how that works. <laughs> and, I, and, I th- and staff are much more <laughs> staff. Even though there isn't a plan, yes. um, they're always looking that there's a, some sort of behind-the-scenes right, right. um, <laughs> yeah. scenario, mastermind, you know, puppetry that's happening. So <laughs> you sort of have to just be careful about... It's like, oh, Gab's going to talk to you. That means this. Right. You know, you, you right. kind of have to make it. Uh, this is normal. This is this is normal stuff. So, yeah, yeah, right. cool. So, Joe, among us, you are, you probably have the most varied experience as a director, um, having worked at different camps. Um, I, I wonder if you, what were the highlights that you picked up over your career in, in watching or working for other directors or working for other organizations than the one you're at now? Well, I think, I think a lot of those highlights have to do with making sure the staff are aware um, and, and how often you evaluate. We right. deal on a, a weekly basis here at camp um, for evaluations. And that's something I picked up from where I grew up at camp, right? Because we have staff who work for a week, but might not work the next week. I think at a lot of the organizations, I still use a, I still use for a final year end evaluation, one that I picked up when I was lived in Thunder Bay in the nineties, when I was at Lakehead university and working for the city. Um, It's just an evaluation at the end of summer, which is much more formalized but it goes over it something that we'll give them a copy of and they can use to to share with other people if they want i think that um what i've picked up um there were years when i attended the ontario camp association directors conference and um every time here's my here's one of my secrets every time camp robin hood had a a session on evaluations i would go to it right because camp robin hood gets evaluations right and they change it as they go. And so I've used a lot of that as I move forward, which tends to be with um, making sure that staff are aware, making sure that staff know your expectations, but also that also that they set their own expectations, right? So they have this, um, this, these goals that they list at the beginning of the summer. And then every evaluation is checking in 
um, to to make sure they're reaching those goals and and time and time again so that uh, if they do reach those goals, they can set new goals. And if they don't, you can ask them why and as they move forward. I think the other thing I've learned is from um, uh, Camp Manitou used to do an end of summer um, sort of director's conference where they, a director's meeting where they went over um, who they would want back and who they want, which is sort of an evaluation, but it wasn't always something that you shared with people immediately. And so they had a scale where they would have four, um, they had four letters they sent out to staff at the, at the end of the summer or at the beginning of the, right in, in October, uh, September, October time. One was, you know, we're going to invite you back. Um, we really want you and we're going to recruit you. Number two is if you apply back, you know, we're, you're going to get a job. We love you. Number three being there were these issues and we should follow up with those. And then the fourth type of letter was uh, thanks and have a nice life. Um, so it was, um, and this was an evaluation that when my wife was directing here, when we first started at Pierce Williams, we would literally sit down with the, with the staff list and just go over and say, okay, well, are they a one, two, a three, or a four? Right. Right. So fours are people we're never going to have back. Threes are people we'll work with. And and for the first three, five years that I was here, we really did work with threes and try to get them to move up to twos or to ones. And then one year, I had a conversation with my camp director at the time. Um, Kix was her name, and and we said, well, if we want the most amazing summer staff ever, why are we bringing threes back? Right. If we had issues with those people, why are we bringing them back at all? And and there's a balance. And and so we've we decided that year to only take one and twos back. And we've now expanded that observation scale to be a, a scale of ten. Um, and if you're under seven, you're not going to be invited back um, as an average. There's uh, five or on initiative, independence, problem-solving, communication, ability to work in a team, adaptability, compassion, leadership, passion for what camp is, willingness to do what needs to be done. So we rate them on all of those things on a scale of 1 to 10, and then we add that up and we average that out. And then we do that for like seven leadership team members do each person. Right. So then we take the average of that, and if you get below a 7, um, if you, between seven and five, we'll still talk to you. It's not like we ostracize you, but once yeah. you get below a five, we might very well never hear from us again. Right. Um, and we might delete you from things, but um, it's that's been a really and the the trick with that one and and what I've learned through other camps and especially through doing this for ten years here is that we didn't used to tell them we did this, and then when we started to say we're only going to bring ones and twos back we decided we had to tell them right. we had to tell them this is what you're being evaluated so there's weekly evals but then there's this on top of that which is to say we're we're going to we're going to judge you on all of these things and evaluate you and and observe you and i know you might have a conflict with you know a personality conflict with this one person but it's ba- it should balance out over the course of seven or eight people doing this for you mm-hmm. right and at that point, um, they, you know, they really get it. And then this is also, we include this sheet in the back of their staff manual. So they know exactly what we're observing them on and, and how we're going. So I still look for better ways to evaluate and better ways to, um, 
you know, to, to make sure that we're trying to give everyone the tools to be successful as they go off into life. Right. right. I know, Travis, you guys have talked about the sessions you've done with resumes or used to do with resumes and yeah. how to shake hands and whatnot. I feel like evaluations are just as important for that, right? Yeah. For, for us to say, this is what you do. And the other thing that I've, I've really done is moved away from um, somebody asked me when I was at ACA National in February, somebody said, well, how many evaluations do you write a summer? Because I was talking about the fact that we do them every week for 30 staff. And I was like, I don't write, like I write two every summer. I, I, direct, I do my head cook and I do my summer camp director. Right. Well, who does everybody else? Well, there's direct supervisors do everybody else. It's not, um, yeah. it's not up to me and it shouldn't be up to me to do everybody because I'm not the one who sees them sees all them the time. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really passing along that, that responsibility because giving your leadership team members the ability to evaluate people is also something I learned when I was at the Taylor Staten camps and something that is, is something if you can pass on to them and have them do it honestly. Um, and that's a, that's a really big learning tool for camps that they need to know is that um, honesty is key in this, in the sense of, you know, at the Taylor Satin camps, as a reference, we are hiring 240 summer staff, and I'm the only one in the office when somebody calls for a reference. So yep. if you've done a, an evaluation for someone at Camp Omic for Boys, and I didn't spend my summers at Camp Omic for Boys, then I would look the up the references that, that uh, your, your section head did for you, and I would have to give a reference based off those references. Right. And so one time I, I had a... Fr um, a guy about three years removed from camp who had been a section head, and he said, oh, evaluations, you know, well, I think I was pretty honest. And I said, really? I said, uh, Tim, let's go over this. I said, um, what do you think of this person? And I brought up a name, and he goes, oh, they were a horrible staff member. They were, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I said, well, let's look up their evals. So we flipped the binder open. We flipped to that person, to Tim's evals of that person, and they're all – you would never know that he thought they were a horrible person because they, right? They're they're trying to be so lovey-dovey and not honest um, about that person's ability to, you know, work with kids or right. Yeah. So it's 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 really making sure that staff know, as Gab said, that it's not personal. It's just it's business. It, it's what it is. If you suck, you suck. So. Yeah. And and that's the that's the training piece. I think that's where evaluations sometimes fall flat is when the evaluation is not clear what people are being evaluated right. on and it seems like it's subjective. So it can't be. And the other the other piece is that the actual person that's that's doing the evaluation, they haven't they haven't been taught how to do it necessarily. Right. Um and you have to put that into your into your training and it's not only I tell you how to do it, then you need to show them, you know, sort of like the doctor practice, yeah. You know, rule, you know. See one, do one, teach one yeah. type thing, yep. but it it can't, and that's why you know um, evaluations. I think a lot of people shy away from them is because the actual evaluator is just as anxious or mm. nervous to do it, mm. and you, that has to be removed. Right. Yep. So, Gab, how do you train your frontline supervisors? To do like, what's the process for you? Uh, for me, I help. We do interviews together, so they. You know, with Skype, they sit in on on interviews, and they start with seeing how I give them give the staff members feedback, um, and then I 
we look at because interviews are in a way obviously it's a, it's an evaluation of sorts and so we we break down the interview afterwards and look at some of the things that maybe I'm concerned about and some of the things that that I'm excited about and what the interview should look like next so just that process and then in during the summer um I do with new uh, evaluators they do um interviews with me and I tell I tell the um the staff members that the staff members learning how to do it. So her role is going to be just to sit and she might ask questions near the end. Yes. Um, and then we, if, if that evaluator is uh, feeling good about it, then, then I will be the person that sits in and the other person will conduct the evaluation. And uh, they always say that the, the most stressful part of this whole process is the one where I'm quiet <laughs> and I don't say anything. But when they do it by themselves, they feel a lot better. And then yeah. they also um, report back to me when they do it on their own. And it's, it's just that sort of simple process. It takes time. Um, but if you can, as, you know, as Joe said, you, you should not be the one that's doing, uh, you know, part of being a supervisor is being able to give feedback. And this is also the piece of uh, staff members growing as individuals. The fact that, you know, a young 21, 20-year-old, 22-year-old can give concrete feedback and do do it well that's going to really serve them um in other positions and jobs that's it's an amazing skill to be able to have it is dan do you have a process for teaching your staff how to evaluate yeah um so uh there's a really great episode of the uh, the american office that uh we'll show clips from um, uh uh where michael scott's giving evaluations and uh and we'll use that kind of as a platform uh to kind of um, to kind of bring up the humor in it and, the, and, and evaluating people that you know so well. And then, because um, I think at one point he has to do evaluation of somebody that, somebody's doing evaluation of him that he's been dating and he does evaluation of, of his close friend Dwight. And like, it's like, it's, it's pretty blurred. And then, um, and then we, we also uh, go over some, some pretty set things. Uh, you know, the, there's been some trainings out there too. I'm trying to think of, of who uh, did them in the past, um, but there's some really great resources out there on uh, on giving staff evaluations. Um, uh, I'll, we could add them to the show notes, I'm sure. But um, you know, for a lot of it, we get we get supervisors to tell the stories of what works for them because um, performing evaluation is so such a human thing in some aspects that you really have to figure out what works for you in delivering feedback and how you do it. Um, but we definitely encourage them to be direct and honest. Um, you know, I, the lovey-dovey um, uh, part of a, of a supervision it, and an evaluation is just so funny because one of my first questions to all the staff um, whenever st- issues brought to me, it was like, great, has this been brought up to them before, like in a supervision or an evaluation? And often it's uh, it's about 50-50. It's either yeah. yes or no. And then the, the no's are like, well, why didn't you? And then the yeses were like, great, how did you deliver that? Like, how'd that go over? And then it's uh, it's about 50-50 with that. We're like, oh, well, I was really direct about it. Or, you know, I didn't really tell them how badly they were doing with it. And it's just, it's pretty amusing in that sense. Um uh, but we do train the staff. I think it's important. I think Joe really hit a great point of um, the camp that has 30 staff, and then you try to do all the evaluations yourself, how you're never going to get through them because you just don't have enough time, and then you're not going to value them. And um, uh, that's usually the camps that don't do their evaluations are the ones that um, they don't value in that in that sense. Um, or that uh, I really do believe, you know, I look at like how um, – 
the camp staff grow because they're taking care of children. So the supervisors will grow if they could really fully supervise their staff and give them that feedback and, and be, a, be a mentor for them. And so I think it's important to really set your staff up to succeed in that sense. But um, yeah, those are the, the two things that we really utilize for that. Um, we really utilize smart goals. Um, uh, we always go back to that when they, in these discussions because in the goal setting, um, we're setting goals that align with our camp and align with the person. So that way when you're evaluating their performance, you're going back to, look, this is something that you want to do this summer. Um, and it's using their language. And it's not not always a top-down, like, this right. is a deliverable in your job. This is, look, you're missing a key part, something that you said you were going to do and we're excited to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, Gab, you said something before we started recording about um, evaluations being from the outside in. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, there's a little bit of a, of a rhythm, I think, for evaluations. And, and, you know, the first piece you want to do is a transfer in, which is just how are you doing? Where did you just come from? Um, you know, what did you eat? You know, that type of thing. So if, if they were down at Waterfront and a kid, um, I don't know, threw up on whatever, because kids throw up constantly at camp. Yeah. So throw up, everything's fine, no problem, but they come into the evaluation and they sit down and you're like, okay, so this is how things are going. And they had all of this happen just before. Uh, you want to start, you want to do a little bit of a transition in. So, right. you know, how are you doing? All that kind of stuff. Um, and then after that, we talk about their observations in the different parts of camp. Um, so, you know, talk a little bit about your kids, uh, who's connecting to who, um, you know, what's their fun level at different times of the day, you know, so on and so forth. And then same in activities, same in programs, same at the table. And we look at their role in that impact. And sometimes it's a very, very, very little impact. And sometimes it's a high impact. And we look at the positive versus the negative. And this is a way of showing staff members that their actions and their presence has, um, has, is, is, is invaluable. Um, to the campers' uh, experience at camp, and especially near the uh, six-week slump area of, mm. of camp. Um, if you do this at the beginning of the summer, it's, it, start, it sinks into them that when they start to disengage or if they, they're not putting in the energy that, that we want them to put in, it has a form of impact. And it's a way of them evaluating our camp program. Um, and so... So that's from the outside, and then we start narrowing down into um, their internal uh, responsibility and what motivates them and what, and what brings them down and what's their responsibility. And what it usually comes down up with or it comes down to is uh, problem solving and uh, talking to the people that can help you out. So being aware of the situation and then problem solving that. Um, but it's, it's really worked well for us because, it, it, again, it doesn't make it personal. It makes it about the campers. Great. Yeah. And also, of course, the people that they work with, they yeah. have an impact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of ideas. So I guess I'll start with you. How many of these touch points are end up written down and in the file? How many of which touch points? Well, these the weekly check-ins and goal, you know, goal evaluation see how they're doing on their goals and and um and and it sounds like a co-evaluation from one counselor how many of those are written down and kept with the person's personnel file um i would say the majority right like when i look at um 
when I look at the 2014, so for example, I go into, um, I'm sitting here in front of my computer and I'm uh, looking at one member's evals from last summer and I see nine pages of evals. Okay. Right? So I see one, two, like every week she's been here plus a two page final eval. Okay. Um, right? So, so you get to see, um, a lot we don't do and that's one of the things we we don't do a lot of uh, co-counselor evals right like peer evaluations it is a skill I think that if we did that it would it would prepare people better to be honest um, as they go forward counselors do evaluate CITs um, and that's so this counselor but a lot of these get written down and put in the file and then year to year those are all saved digitally um, so your staff files keeps growing year after year um, as long as you keep coming back. Right. Cool. And Gab, for you, how much of these are written down? All of it. All of it's written down, okay. basically. Yeah, it's just, it's just so we can have, we can have uh, reports and, and look back at it. I think, I mean, the, the one thing I'd like to add in here is that, and I think this is probably true with most of us, but that there's no surprises when you're coming into an evaluation. Right. And so if we're trying to, if we're addressing an issue that needs constructive feedback that was already addressed, um, so that lessens the anxiety and it's, and it's more like, so we have addressed this issue of you being late. looks like you've no longer being late. Uh, is your friend waking up in the morning helpful? <laughs> right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so that kind of stuff is also written down so that when we do our check-in, we can look at those sort of mini interventions and, but there's no surprises. There's no, this is, this is the good, this is the bad, this is the ugly. That's, that's not, it's more like this, we already talked about this and how's it going. Right. Right. And for you, Dan, too, is all of the stuff you talked about written down in some form? Yeah. Um, we do it, um, uh, basically in, in two forms. Um, so we have our evaluation form, that we do for um, mid and uh, end of summer. Um, and then we have a super separate supervision form um, more to document the conversation um, because, a, again, you might bring up some things uh, in a supervision that you don't necessarily want to be on your evaluation. Yes. But we do want to kind of capture that we talked about it, um, okay. you know, especially if it's a, there's a recurring issue, then we can say, look, this has been your supervision, this has been your evaluations. So there's two separate forms, um, and the staff really do appreciate that. I think the the there's a little more um, openness that happens um, in an evaluation um, um, uh, sometimes, uh, uh, sorry, in a supervision and evaluation, yeah. um, which can ultimately lead to a better evaluation as a whole. Um, we also still do observations as well, uh, activities led. Um, so, for instance, if you're an instructor, you'll have uh, of, uh, archery, you'll have a separate observation form of how you teach um teach that because we view it as three different things um so yeah. there's you know how you're doing a certain activity and the observation is is different than how you might be as a staff member overall at camp so. right um so so it's written down dan is the final product paper or is there a file system that supervisors can access on the network or or how's that work no it's all paper and it's all kept in files and it's all kept in the office so okay. yeah we still it's funny um we very much are um, in in terms of operating year round, um, and in, in terms of 
um, the amount of logistics I need to go for the size of our camp. We, we do like everything in Google Calendar and you know, multiple uh, things on Google Drive and um, and systems and forms and whatnot. But at the end of the day, for managing summer camp, we still go back to paper. So right. right. And, and Gab, for you, is it paper or is there some sort of digital process? Um, well, it used to be paper, and now we're shifting into uh, using Trello. Um, okay. which you can put passwords on and, uh, just so that, um, it just makes things a little bit more efficient, I think. So okay. we're, we're going to see if that will, I'll give you an update Great. at the end of the summer. If that actually happens or not, we're in the process of seeing if it happens. Or gotcha. not, I'm hoping it will work out. Cool. And for you, Joe, paper or digital? Um, all of our evals are done paper-wise, and then they're scanned in and kept digitally. We do keep the paper, but we file it every year into a banker's box that goes into our storage facility. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there's, you've all had some great stuff and, and um, great ideas. And I was trying to think of what I can add to this conversation based on research I've done or, or other things that I you know, have thought about in process of designing these kind of systems for camp directors. And one idea that I that I really like that is less formal, and maybe it sounds a bit like Gab's small group check-in things. Um, and we did a bit of this, and I think I would do more of it if I was directing today, where um, each person had a an accountability partner. Um, we've often talked about having someone to whom you're accountable for your health and wellness over the summer, um, which we ended up being called wellies, your wellness partner. But I wonder about something like an accountability partner where you can, um, as leadership, you are encouraging people to check in with their accountability partner and do some of this low level stuff. Just make sure people are focused on their goals, see if they need some help, et cetera, and give them some way of a less intimidating way to build their own performance before it comes to an evaluation, a formal evaluation with a person um, that, that sees that. Also the, I love that you've all been so focused on teaching staff how to do good evaluations. I wonder if the counseling staff see that, like see an example of an evaluation during staff training. So they know what to expect going into it. It, do any of you do that so that, that um, if you're a first-year staff member, you wouldn't know what an evaluation would feel like because it's role-played for you? I love the idea. I've never done that. We do evaluations during staff training so that it's a little bit less, perhaps, anxiety-provoking once the campers are there. So, right. um, And also we can ask them if they have any questions and make it not so intimidating. But I do like the idea of perhaps um, just showcasing it. Right. Um, that's that's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, we go yeah, over we do, the we do super- forms and whatnot, but we don't. But we don't. Um, we don't do a role play like that. But that is an excellent idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll do supervisions um, during staff training, gotcha. Um, gotcha. and so that's kind of the entry way. And then we talk about the evaluation coming up, and if they want to see the form, that sort of thing. So it's not a role play, but. Um, but the supervisions essentially is kind of a role play for the evaluation. So right, right. Um, thinking about that accountability partner system, um, 
And so before I go back to what I was talking about, thank you for, for, for sharing your ideas about those kind of things. And it's cool that you're giving them a chance to experience it before the real pressure's on. Um, I think that um, the first day kids arrive, staff tend to all, almost forget everything they learned the week before. And then it comes back to them over 48 hours. Like, oh, yes, now we're into the rhythm. And now we see what they're talking about those those during training. And uh, it's helpful to have seen something like an evaluation that they know is coming as part of the rhythm of the week that they're going to get um, a chance to talk with their supervisor. Back to accountability partners, the thing that I would add to that idea is something like a mastermind group where you have three or four staff members at the same level as you that you can um, share with, plan some goals with, have each person take a turn at saying, here's the thing that I'm facing. And again, this is not part of a formal evaluation, but part of setting them up to be people who are striving to be better at their job all the time, and that they have people who help them with that process of being better and um, make it, again, part of the rhythm of, of camp to check in. That's one idea that I think it would be, has potential to have some great impact on how their evaluations go when they come, um, when it comes time for evaluations, but also just to make them feel competent and listened to and have some support before and throughout the whole summer. Does anybody have any final thoughts or stuff that's come up for them about evaluations? Um, I have, we used to do our evaluations. Um, so for example, when the campers would arrive, the first week, then we do our evaluations the second week. And now that we do evaluations during staff training, we do evalu evaluations on the first week of camp. So right. every time after four or five days since the campers have been there, we start our evaluations. And um, I, I don't know why we never did that before, but this allows for any, you know, we're aiming for implementing change immediately, yeah. not waiting too long. So I think if you can do it, and the goal, of course, is there's no surprises, so you're trying to make any of those interventions before their evaluation. So um, I think for customer service, uh, the earlier you can do those evaluations, the better better off it is. Cool. Great. Dan or Joe, any final thoughts? I think my, yeah, I think my uh, takeaway is that my final thoughts would be that evaluations are a skill, and it's a learned skill, and, mm -hmm. and it's a skill for the evaluator, and it's a skill to to have someone not be freaked out by an evaluation, right? Even now, with our full-time staff here, we do, you know, the yearly review. But in essence, I don't call it that. I literally surprise people. I sit down, and I ask them what they, you know, all of those things. And I think during – I think if you can train staff how to write them and – in, an, in a way, train staff have received them in a positive manner. Um, I think that's a, a huge benefit. And it's also the scheduling of that. That's the one thing that I think we didn't cover is, is sometimes your, um, your schedule, right? If in a weekly camp setting, Fridays are not, you're not going to get through. If you have 10 evals to do, you're going right. to be very hard pressed to get through them, right? So you need to really plan and schedule your evals so that you get them done at the right time. but And so you're not holding people up at the end of the camp session um, and they can't leave when, when they need to leave to go home and get their rest. Gotcha. And for you, Dan, any final thoughts? 
Um, just, you know, I think it, uh, every employee deserves one. Um, right. You know, like, it, how can you expect people to get better if you don't let them know what they're doing right or doing wrong, you know? And I think it's important to highlight the things they do well as well mm-hmm. as the things that they need to improve on. And if they don't know what they're doing well, um, then they're definitely going to move on to another company. And if they don't feel like they're growing, they're definitely going to move on to another place, you know? And, and uh, you have a responsibility as a manager to, to do it. Uh, I don't, I don't really look at it as an option. Um, I right. look at it as like, yeah, it's a mandatory, but yeah. Cool. So I will put in the show notes uh, links to two different tools for doing sort of a self-evaluation regularly. So if you're a campus doing no evaluations and you want some way to break into this slowly, or you're only doing two, two big evaluations throughout the summer, sort of middle and end, then uh, I'll give you a couple of tools that you can have staff email you the answers to a couple of simple questions weekly so that you have, might take them 10 minutes to fill out. Maybe they could text it to you if you're a camp that could set up to do that or text to go to a survey online that they can fill in. But so that at least you're getting information from your staff every week that helps you feel like they have an understanding of what's going on at camp and are pursuing some challenges themselves, like pushing themselves. And you have a handle on those. So I'll put those two tools in the show notes for this show. So if you want to see the show notes, please go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, and you'll see all of that there. Um, but I think the, the, the three of you for a great discussion today on the hard truth about staff evaluations. It's a good discussion and an important one. That means then that we are going to move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So I thank our three co-hosts for bringing one tool with them that makes them a better camp director. Um, If you're just joining us for the first time, a tool of the week is something that I know that people look forward to if they're long-term listeners. And you can go back again to camphacker.tv slash podcast and see past tools of the week um, and get some great ideas of some things to make your life as a camp director easier. For this time, I'm going to start off with myself. I have a, a neat tool that I that I I have a neat tool that I don't recommend you to buy. Um, there is a, a website called the Five Minute Journal that has a paper copy um, journal that um, that encourages people to do something five minutes reflective every day. Um, it's almost meditative in a way to answer questions about how their day's gone, etc. The questions are freely available on the internet, and they've openly said, here are the questions, I'll show you exactly what's in the books. The books themselves are um, about 20 bucks a piece. And um, I know that we did this as staff people because we were able to, when we were directing, we were able to have staff our, almost our whole staff together, I guess suppose one-fifth of our staff together four nights a week for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and it wasn't, it was staff development time. It wasn't staff meeting. Um, but the, the beginning of that staff development time was always five minutes of journal writing. And so the five-minute journal has some great questions that I would encourage you to, to try to get your staff to make a habit or provide some reflective space for them to do it every day. Because there's some really cool questions designed by psychologists to help people have some better reflection on their own day and um, you know to improve their performance going forward. So I thought it was a fitting a fitting choice for our topic today. And that's at the five minute no not it's at five minutejournal.com. 
So you can find the links to that and those questions in the show notes. Dan, what's your tool today? Um, so I picked this up uh, last week, um, and it's basically a, a task manager um, a notebook. Um, so I've tried a number of apps, but um, I, I'm trying to really role model being screen-free with the staff during gotcha. um, some aspects of work time. So, um, I yeah, it's a $15 notebook um, on Amazon, and um, I, I it basically – uh, helps you manage your to-do list. And I've been using it for a week now and I, I really enjoy it. So I just figured I'd share. And it's also, I think, you know, it's a three-month notebook, so it might be not be bad for you to pick up for your first-time managers to help yeah. them kind of manage their day and make sure they're doing their evaluations. So That's okay. awesome. What a great idea. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, no problem. Cool. And for you, Joe? Um, what I my tool of the week this week is a book called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up: The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. And um, it is a book that I heard about. I'm not sure where I heard about it first, be it Lifehacker or somewhere. But um, I, I, you know, sort of paused and then saw it at a bookstore and I picked it up and bought it. And and it changes everything I used to think about tidying up. Right, this idea that you're essentially you know, if you just put things away and tidy this section today and that section tomorrow, and it goes more to the David Allen getting things done method of, you know, put everything in its place the first time, right? So the getting things done model goes to the, you know, dedicate a couple of days to get your life in order with all your to-dos and whatnot. And that's what the this this life-changing magic to tidying up reads as well is you need to do everything all at once and then life will be much easier to take care of itself. And and it's a it's a something that we're implementing at camp, right? I'm I'm not sure if everybody has a program shed, but we have a what we call the milk house. It's an we're, our camp is on an old farm, and uh, we have what we call the milk house, and it's essentially a program shed. And what happens every year is it gets emptied out, and then people put crap back, right? That we never use, but essentially we just need to throw that stuff out. Um, and, and really may have those hard questions about when's the last time this was used, when it wasn't it, and not just make it look nice in the shed, but actually have it be useful um, so that we only collect things that are useful to us and that make us happy. Gotcha. So awesome. it's, a, it's an interesting read, and it's a, it's a great vision. Cool. Useful and make you happy. Well done. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Gabrielle, what's your tool? My tool is the Mighty Mic, and the Mighty Mic is a, a microphone that you can uh, use on your iPhone or your Android. And if you are thinking of recording your camp songs, which I encourage everybody to do, because new families like to hear that and yes. returning families like to hear those songs as well, yes. um, the Mighty Mic just makes it a better recording. And I'll, anybody that's a, sort of a videographer geek Usually they like to hear what they're recording to see if the levels are fine. It actually has a jack so that you can also plug in your earphones to listen. So um, so there you go. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Good. Sorry, I got lost in looking at the page for that. Um, so That's put a okay. link to I the Mighty Mike. Start singing. <laughs> start. We'll put a link yeah. to the Mighty Mike, the... <laughs> three-month notebook task planner and uh, the five-minute journal and the magic of tidying up 
in our show notes at campacker.tv slash podcast. So thank you to my three co-hosts uh, for for all of you being on the show. It's nice to have everybody together for one last time before the summer goes crazy. Um, Dan, if people want to follow up with you or if have, have any questions, where can they get some information from you? Yeah. Um, so I tweet at Dan Loves Camp and I blog at the same address, uh, danlovescamp.com. And then uh, I work at Frost Valley YMCA, so frostvalley.org. Nice. Thanks, Dan. If I don't talk to you, have a great summer. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And Gab? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail, or you can see where I work at at Waro.com. And we also have a new blog at Waro.com. It has some really cool, uh, cool stuff there if you want to check that out. Yes. Definitely recommend people check out their new blog. And Waro's killing it on that and Tumblr. And you guys are doing so many great things this year, Gab. It's awesome right. to see. Joe, how can people follow up with you? People can follow up with me. Um, they can find out all about Pierce Williams at campisbetter.com, and they can uh, follow all of my social media stuff uh, through the links at yoyojoe.com, Y-O-Y-O-J-O-E.com. Fantastic. And Joe, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you. Right on. <laughs> So thanks again to the three of you. And for those who have been watching, um, again, campbacker.tv slash podcast for the notes. And um, we hope you have a great summer. We may get one more show in this year, but uh, it sort of depends. We're going to say that this is the end of the season and we'll be back in September with new shows. Um, If there's a bonus show, you'll see it in your feed. And the easiest way to figure that out is to go to... um, and to subscribe for free on iTunes or with the Stitcher app. And then you'll get a little free bonus show if we manage to pull one off in the next month that'll show up automatically on your smartphones. So please do subscribe again in, in iTunes or with whatever podcast app you have um, or on the Stitcher app, which is a nice, great way to get our shows for free and automatically. So thank you very much for a good show, everybody. Good discussion. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.